0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the She Heals the World talk show today. So as you know, uh, the holidays are approaching and when the holiday comes up, guess what? So does style. So a lot of us are picking out our outfits for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and for New Year's and I thought it would be super appropriate to feature Dana Asher on the show today. Dana is Shonda Rhimes' stylist. So Dana is going to give us all of the celeb secrets on how to look really amazing come this holiday season. So listen in. Dana has styled for Fox Chairman and CEO Dana Walden, Michelle King of The Good Wife, DreamWorks producer Bonnie Arnold, and so many more. So I'm really excited that she came to join us to not only share her business story, but to share these awesome celebrity style secrets with us. So listen in. I'm sure you'll get a lot from this episode. Please join me in welcoming Dana Asher. Welcome to the She Heals
1: the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health, and wellness to help you live your absolute best life. To be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today, I am so excited to have our guest, Dana Asher Levine, on with us from the clothing She is a celebrity stylist, and she's going to give us some celebrity style secrets for
1: you. So, Dana, tell us how you got started in your business. Hi, hi. Okay, well, I had a kind of uncharacteristic starting to my business. It wasn't like I seeked out that I was going to grow up and be a stylist. I had always loved fashion and went, before I made my career or college choices, I did go to fashion school for one year before I went to four-year college and my goal was always to be a mom so I went to college I worked in the garment business I worked at FITM the fashion institute of design and merchandising the school here in LA and I was very happy had three children was minding my own business and then life happened and I ended up having to go back to work so I was in a mommy and me class um, when my daughter who's now 21 um we were in a class together and she's like, Oh my God, you always look so great. Can I pay you to shop for me? And I'm thinking, Oh my God, seriously? Who wants to pay me to shop. And uh, my parents had passed away. So I always looked up to heavens. So I'm like, Oh my God, mom, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm, who is Mindy Weiss, the celebrity wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Um, She's my middle sister. And at the time, my older sister owned a store called Shop Intuition. It was here in L.A. and a big online presence back in those years. And I go, oh, my God, this girl wants to pay me to shop. And then my sister Mindy was like, I just left Fox. I'm doing the Emmy party and the president of Fox doesn't have any time to shop. This is your job. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that is how it started. So. my God. So So I started. Well known right off the bat. You got plugged right into the celebrity circle. Like right in, but I had never seen what a stylist did. So I pretended. I like faked it. I made it. (laughs) I've never seen anything like there was no Rachel Zoe show back then. There was nothing. It was just like I was a shopper, so everybody knew me in the stores based on me being shopper. So it wasn't like I had any like, you know. So I started out pretending that I was doing like these big people for my sister Mindy. It's like, oh Mindy Weiss sent me. She needs this and this and this. And (laughs) then I set up all my contacts that way yeah back in those years and we're talking you know in the early 2000s late 1990s you didn't need credit cards or contracts it was all just word of mouth like oh you need clothes from Saks. okay here it is oh you need demons okay here it is now it's a whole different world um I feel a little I feel sorry for the younger girls trying trying to start out because it's it's a whole different world
0: yeah totally get that so were you nervous working with i mean i could not imagine having my first job working with celebrities my first job in an industry that i didn't really have that much of a background in like you were working with celebrities right off the bat please tell me like tell me some stories about that what was that like
1: well number one i didn't have a chance to be nervous because i went from being like a carpool. Like my biggest stress in life was being first in carpool to be, I have to pay the rent and the mortgage. So it was a very small transition. I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. I just kind of had to do it. So whatever my uncomfortable situation was, I I had to feed my kids. So I just, it just, you come and you turn into a different, per, you know, you're in like survival mode. So you just really don't think about what you're doing. You just do it. So I re- recall going to... Um, The first person, and I still work for her today, is Dana Walden, president of Disney now. Um, I just did my 22nd Emmy with her this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of my success was based on the fact that they were all really young, too, when we started. So when I started with Dana, she she was just an executive who didn't have time to shop. And when I started with Shonda Rhimes, she Grey's Anatomy hadn't even aired yet. Mm. Her agent called me and she's like, "Hey, I have this new client. She's gonna be so. She's gonna be the next Oprah." And I'm like, "Great, sure, no problem." I'm thinking on the other side, I need the money so bad, or <laughs> she's Oprah or not. Like it was a big job. <laughs> so I think when you go in with that attitude, you don't really have that fear, and they don't fear you, and you don't fear them because. Like, they needed me and I needed them. Like, Shonda was about to go on a TCA tour, like, Grace was just about to air, and the last thing she wanted to do was go shopping. So, I think she was grateful that her agent sent it over, and I was grateful because I needed to feed my children. So, <laughs> there was never that stigma, like, oh, my God, I'm doing celebrities. It was just like a, it was like just a, a need-based thing. Like, I provided a service that they needed.
0: yeah. So have you, I mean, Dana, it sounds like everything that you touched is like going to turn to gold because you were able to get in, you worked with the celebrities, and then you just kept building and building and building. I mean, please tell us if you've had any hurdles along the way, because I'm quite sure there are women listening and they're just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even get my first
1: client. Like, <laughs> so many hurdles, you know, and at the same time I was raising three children, so it was like. My daughter, my 21-year-old, like she used to go to work with me, sleep in the car. I mean, there were so many hurdles, financial hurdles, emotional hurdles, you know, dealing with as I started this and the women that I started working with became more powerful and more powerful and more powerful, things changed, you know, directions changed, attitudes changed, emotions changed. Um, taking care of powerful women is very, it's very rewarding, but it's super stressful. Like I always say, like, I didn't go to the Harvard Law School of Shopping. You know, I was in the right place. I work really hard. I have great work ethic and a really good reputation, which is key when you're dealing with personalities and when you're dealing with stores that that are taking a chance on you. So you have to have a great reputation. Um, so there was many struggles. I There's so many I don't, you know, if the phone didn't ring, there'd be nights when I I didn't have any jobs booked for that week. And then for some reason they just appeared. I don't, struggles were just trying to manage it all. And you couldn't turn down a job because you needed the money so bad, but you couldn't let them know how bad you needed the money or they wouldn't want to hire you because if they thought you were desperate, then why would they hire somebody and let you into their house and give you their credit cards if they thought you were like one step from homeless?
0: I think there's such a beautiful element to the work that you do, Dana, with helping these really powerful women accept and love their bodies and learn how to dress in a way that makes them feel confident and good about their work, Um, I think every single woman could benefit from that. So I am dying to hear some celebrity style secrets um, that some of our everyday business women can use because they are on camera and they're on Facebook Live and they're on Instagram and You know, there's this whole thing with women and bodies and feeling good in our bodies and not trying to lose weight. So, you know, in a way that makes us uh, insecure, in a way that makes us feel like we can't love ourselves as we are. So what secrets do you have for us so that we can just get over this hurdle? (laughs) Well,
1: First off, let me say that even the most powerful women are as insecure as we are. They look Mm -hmm. in the mirror and they see exactly what we see in ourselves on themselves. They may not show it. You may not think it but they live it the same way we do. doesn't matter if they're 90 pounds or 500 pounds. They still think of, like, they're still so critical of themselves. Wow. It's just a, just a natural woman thing. Um, in the olden days, now, fortunately for us in the last five years, you know, size inclusivity is, is, we've had so many options. I mean, I used to buy three dresses and sew them together and make them one, Just so my large size clients felt fashionable because at those times there was nothing. I got a great seamstress and we would just take a dress, say we wanted to look like, I'm just using this as a reference, like a Dolce dress, but Mm -hmm. we couldn't get a Dolce dress in our size because they just didn't make it. So I would go to Nordstrom's and buy like the knockoff ones. So they were like $99 and I would buy three of them and make a size 24. Wow. So now it's a lot, lot easier because I have so many more options. And most of my clients are 10 to 20 size. I have a few, I would say under 10% of my clients are below size 10. The majority of my work is size 10 to 24. So um, as far as making them feel good about themselves, I think it's all about having choices When they go into their closet, if they feel good about themselves, they feel more successful. In the olden days, you could go get a few tents and hang them in your closet. So it was depressing. Mm -hmm. Now there's options Mm -hmm. and you can go to your closet and feel good about what you're putting on. What I usually do when I start working with a new client or I do a new season is I do wardrobes in three month increments so that for the Current three months, everything is right there the pants, the jacket, the dress, everything kind of coordinates like granimals back in the 60s. I don't know if (laughs) people remember that. But that way, they Mm -hmm. don't become overwhelmed by too much in their closet because when you have too much in your closet, that's overwhelming also. Because they're so busy and they have this event and that event and this event, I try to really hone it down for them. And have two great black dresses, two great black pants, you know, color here where we can use it. But make it really um, simple to pick it out and fit. One thing women don't do, which men are impaired, or not, not the right, or men have to do, is when men go and buy a suit, they have to get it tailored. No man can go into the store and buy a suit and walk out. No women can go into a store and buy a dress and walk out and fit perfectly women need to take time altering things the smallest little alteration can make you feel like a million bucks it fits great it's accentuating your positives it's not showing your negatives a little tick a little if you take a a jacket that's a little boxy and you take it in in the in the waist it makes it more flattering and there's a dry cleaner all over the country that has a seamstress in it so They all have access to alterations, but for some reason, women don't always, they feel like if the dress doesn't fit, they don't buy it.
0: Yeah, which is a good point because I have never altered a dress other than for weddings and big events. My like everyday clothes, even if it's a fancy meeting, I've never even thought to have an alteration. So now I know that that is the number one celebrity styling secret, ladies, is like, go to the tailor, go to the dry cleaners. And get it tailored for you. Wow.
1: A little nip in the pants, like even to make it a little tapered, you can yes. elongate you so much. It doesn't matter what size you're on. I'm 4'11". Um, mm-hmm. Most of my women, you know, are middle size, like 5'7", five, 5'6". Five, mm-hmm. So anything that elongates us and makes us, you know, when, when you put something on and it fits great, you feel good too.
0: Yeah. So Dana, tell me about colors, because there's this big debate about like what colors are okay to wear on video and which ones aren't. Do you have any of your favorites or any that we should stay you know, away
1: from? I don't like to do those colored chart things, I think, or whatever. Right. The only thing is, you know, obviously, and we all know, we all look better in jewel tones or bright. It just doesn't matter what our skin color is. It just pops. Okay. I, um, I do a lot of photo shoots on my clients and they're not, you know, they, they, they no plaid and no small prints. I think it really depends on the situation. I like the no rules clause, like whatever looks good, looks good. Obviously, Mm. you know, you don't want to go out wearing, you know, a print of Halloween skeletons, but (laughs) I I think it's a case by case basis. Um, when, I mean, if you, remember the olden days in the Oprah time when you would look out into the um, audience and everybody was in a beautiful color? Yes. I think that stands true to today, that when you're speaking or when you're going to a meeting, a beautiful color makes you stand out. Mm Even if you're wearing a black suit and you do like a, even if Even if a light blue or a light pink is a lot for you, if just even that little bit of color, you get a compliment. It's shocking if you go and do Like we go out, we've done these things where we go out in all black and then we go out in the same suit with a little blue or a little pink. And it's amazing what happens and how people react to that. Wow. Yeah.
0: So get those bright colors. So even... If it's a season where the color may not be in, you may still want to... I don't even know if there's even such a thing. I mean, I'm
1: totally not in the style as well. I don't think there's any season where color's not in, especially (laughs) now. Color's more in than ever. But I think that women often feel like black is best. And in some cases it is. But if you really want to... You know, a great black dress is, is the most uh, classic timeless investment you can make. Um, obviously, and you can always dress it up with a beautiful scar for a different color purse. So I'm not saying don't go out and get a black dress, but I'm also saying take a little risk and get, you know, a light colored underpinning to throw under your black suit or take your black suit blazer, wear it with a pair of boot cut jeans and a t-shirt on a casual Friday. Um, you know, mix it up. Like if you're buying a suit Like, you can buy, you know, mix the jacket and the pants up. It doesn't always have to stay with that same, um, you know, the way you bought it.
0: Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I am taking notes. And so I have tip one and I have tip two with color. Is there anything trending right now that we should know about?
1: Wow. Well, going back to that access is everything. We have access to everything now. I think that, um, and there's so many options. We have Zara, we have Target, we have Asos, we have Bergdorf, we have Bloomingdale's. If you go on to what's trending in all of them or what to wear now, it's all the same. Animal Prince, Burgundy, um, Houndstooth. It's a lot easier now to see what's trending because you can just push a button. And, like, I learned from, um these two girls that I, you know, they're much younger than me, but I just love um, the girls that started summer Fridays. Yeah. You familiar with that? Lauren. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, what they finally said is Google it. Anything mm-hmm. you want to know is on Google. So I think as far as trends go, you obviously have to see what you're comfortable in. I mean, I wouldn't recommend if you're not in, you know, to just put a whole animal print outfit on is, not going to be a flattering thing for anybody but a touch of it I mean unless you're a Kardashian but you know what I mean a touch of a, a touch of it on any size range is great and everything you know in moderation a little of this a little of that have your basics and then have your fun like trend pieces that you don't spend a lot of money on like I always say like Your black suits, your black dresses, blazers, coats should be investment pieces. They should be good quality. Whatever your highest budget that you have, that's how much your suit should be. Mm -hmm. And and anything, your underpinnings, scarves, those can all be the lower end. Um, I start like a puzzle, like my four corners, good shoes, a good suit, a good purse, and one great accessory, and then fill in with the more trendy things that you only wear for say one or two seasons, it's okay. You haven't invested that much in it. So it can be a trend piece. Mm, Beautiful.
0: My last question for you is about jewelry. So I have all in this is me. And so I'm sorry, audience, I'm struggling with this myself. But I am a very classic person. I just need like some nice, diamond you know stud earrings and you know I have my wedding ring on and maybe a, a a tennis bracelet and I'm okay with jewelry but there's so much staple jewelry coming out and I'm wondering um, if I should get into the whole statement jewelry kind of thing what is your recommendation with that do you have any favorite brands do you recommend to keep
1: it plain and simple
0: should I stand out with my jewelry I it? That, again
1: you know like anything else we have so many options. Um, I love the enamel trend for jewelry. Um, One company is EF Collection. You can, you like stack different colors, uh, enamel bands. They have them at every price point. So if you want to get trendy, I would do it in the enamel jewelry way because it's not so overbearing um, uh, as far as financially and the look of it you're not looking crazy you're not looking like you're trying too hard it just is a great um accoutrement to what you already have so I like the enamel trend and I also like just the old-fashioned just a rope chain or a serpentine chain something just very simple in yellow gold or white gold or rose gold whatever your whatever your choice is but I'm not I'm not super trendy, so as far as like big earrings are concerned, because I don't look a little I mean (laughs) on some people. Like I was watching Dancing with the Stars last night and I was watching Carrie Ann, I can never pronounce her name properly. She had Mm -hmm. the biggest earrings on and I was like, God, that is so cool, but I could never pull it off. So (laughs) it's just basically what you can pull off. If you can pull off great statement earrings. That's great if you can pull off. Like I wear like little, not huggies, but like medium size hoops because I can't wear anything bigger because I'm small.
0: Mm. But well, you brought up a good point there. Being small or knowing your size also affects
1: what kind of jewelry you wear. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> right, because you know you you look at some of like I'm just using these as reference because so people can ref, you know understand the. The reference of it but if you look at like the Kardashians who I love I have nothing against them but you yeah. can totally get all the different looks like Chloe wears like super big hoops now, I mm-hmm. can even walk around in that it's like all up under my neck how are you supposed to work and talk on the phone with like super hot you know what I mean so it's about your lifestyle now if I were going to a bachelorette party and all I had to do is put a cute dress on and look cute in a club yeah I would love to wear big hoops but in reality that's not something I would invest in
0: Totally, totally get it. Dana, thank you so much for sharing these tips with us. I mean, you have built such a beautiful business and you're doing such amazing work really helping women feel good in what they're wearing and build confidence in that. So if you could look back at your 10-year younger self and give her any piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Like myself. Wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning and like what I see. Mm. And save money save money tell me
0: why they should save money because I think that may be something for our audience
1: (laughs) you know I'm 56 years old I just turned 56 last week and I think that I never worried about growing old I think I was always about oh my god I gotta get this purse oh my god I need I need these shoes I need this oh my god I need this and I lost track of like okay once I have the shoes in the bag and then like Who's going to take care of me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just think a little, like, don't, maybe I made a few priority mistakes over the years. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I didn't need that multicolored Louis Vuitton speedy (laughs) in (laughs) 2004. But, you know, at the time, it sounded like a great investment. (laughs) So (laughs) I think that I would have been a better, I would have learned more how to manage my money and be a better money person Mm -hmm. and then been fashionable after that. Mm, I love that. I love that.
0: How can we support you? How can we find you? Please drop your links and how our audience can
1: support you. Thank you. You can follow me at The Clothing Therapist on Instagram or my website and especially love helping women start over oh and Ted, can you
0: tell us your website one more time
1: the clothing therapist
0: the Dana Asher thanks so much for coming on the show and we can't wait
1: to have you back thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it thank you so much
0: well there you have it Thanks so much for listening to the show today and as always for more resources as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend and I can't wait to
1: see you at the next episode.